You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career and here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Thinking Sideways is not supported by Cracks.com. Instead, it's supported by the generous donations of our listeners on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash thinking sideways to learn more. And thanks. Thinking Sideways. I don't understand. Does not compute. You never know. What? Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I'm Joe, joined as always by... Devin. And... Steve. And this week we're going to talk about another cool mystery. This is, of course, the last of our summer series where we talk about mysteries that are kind of crappy. <laughs> Not really. Actually, this is, this is actually a pretty good little mystery, but it's a little bit thin. We are going to debate it a little bit, and uh, we might have a few insights for you. Who knows? Okay, what we're talking about this week is the disappearance of Brandon Swanson. Uh, he was a uh, resident of Marshall, Minnesota, disappeared in 2008. I first came across the mystery in Crack.com. Uh, it was an article about phone call mysteries. And I really can't top their introduction, which is great. So I'm going to quote it here. In 2008, 19-year-old college student Brandon Swanson was driving home after a night out when he crashed into a ditch on a gravel road in the middle of fucking nowhere, Minnesota. He knew as well as us that this was a classic horror movie setup. 
So he called his parents and asked for a ride, unquote. Thanks, Crack.com. I really appreciate the heads up on this mystery. You're the best. Yeah, they are. They're, they're actually, they actually come up with some really good stuff. I love Cracked. Um, I should also give a shout-out to Dustin and Diana, who suggested this as well. Uh, as a everybody did. I think a lot of other people have, too. We just sometimes stop. After two writing. or three, yeah. Yeah. The, list, the, the, the list of names is actually bigger than the description of the mystery. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and there's only so much room in the spreadsheet, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, and so all the rest of Turns out of there you... is a finite number of rows and columns that you can have on a spreadsheet. Yeah, this, this is a very popular mystery. Um, you know, I actually I talked to a local Minnesota reporter about this last week, and she said she's at her her two uh, uh, her third and fourth most clicked on articles are articles about Brandon Swanson. I believe it. And she says it's really strange too because because she says it'll go along and nothing will happen and all of a sudden just the clicks just shoot up, bam. And I just said flurry you know, of activity. Well, I can I tell said, you what happens. I, I know what happened is that Generation Y or maybe Reddit or somebody posted Reddit. something about it and then bam, your clicks are going to go way it's the hell up. It's always Reddit. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, like ours. Yeah, you promised yeah. to, to link to one of our articles for her, did you? <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, I did. I said, uh, and, she's, and she actually wants me to, um, she wants me to let her know when it's going to go up. Oh, okay. And, right. and she said she might even do another article about it. Ooh. There you go. So who knows? I mean, yeah. I mean. All right, so let's talk well, about let's Brandon. Talk about the, let's talk about Brandon. Let's not, enough about us. Uh, as the song says, I'm going back to the start. Uh, Brandon was 19 when he disappeared. He lived with his parents and his sister in Marshall, Minnesota, and he had just finished his first year of college. He was celebrating with some friends in the tiny town of Lind, which is about six miles southwest of Marshall, Minnesota. He left Lind around 10 to 10.30 to go to the town of Canby, which is somewhat north of there, for another party. So just briefly, if, if you're near a computer and a browser, get into Google Maps and find Marshall, Minnesota, um, and then zoom out a little bit, and you'll see that Marshall is connected to the town of Canby by State Highway 68. It's about... Straight three, line. Yeah, pretty much straight line. Yeah, uh, it's to the northwest. And so if you can see the town, if, if, if you can see the towns of Canby and Marshall and Lind, then that gives you a great geographic reference for this whole thing. And if you're not near a computer, well, you know, go look it up as soon when as you can. When you get can. one, yeah. But this, it's, hel- it's really helpful to be able to see this. It is. Because this is a bit of a geographic mystery. As I said, Brandon hung out at the party at Canby for a bit, and he left around midnight or maybe 1230. Nobody's entirely sure exactly when he left. The date was Wednesday, May 14th, 2008. At that party, he had a shot of whiskey, uh, and he'd also... Had been drinking a bit at the party in Lind, but he wasn't. It wasn't but like he, he was. Sma- he was blind no, drunk no. or anything. No, no, nobody reported that he was smashed. Although, of course, on the other hand, if he was smashed, everybody would be saying, "Oh, no, he wasn't," because nobody wants to be liable. It's true. <laughs> so who knows? And I, but I should mention though that Brandon, as far as I know, had no substance abuse issues. He had no mental issues. He was a normal, well-adjusted kid. Yeah, as he was far as I know, nineteen-year-old guy who went to a couple of parties and had a couple of drinks. Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, I, I don't, I have no evidence that he was smashed. Uh, when Brandon left Canby to go home to Marshall, he had a straight shot down Highway 68. You guys like have we're seen the maps. About. Yeah, and but he didn't do that. He took the back roads. I'm assuming that he did that to avoid the police because he had been drinking. Yeah, that, that's really the only reason that you would do that. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I've done it a time or two when I lived in uh, kind of rural areas, and that was the only reason that I went on those back roads. Oh, yeah, And I too. regretted it because it's easy to get lost. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And hindsight is twenty twenty, uh, but he really should have taken the highway. He should. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, he, well, if you're looking at Google, you can see you can see the back roads that I'm talking about. And this is uh, the countryside in this area is flat farmland. 
uh, and it's divided into sections. And it's, it's sections one mile grids, are, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're squares that are one mile on a side, and all the roads pretty much go on those section lines. Mm-hmm. So it's a grid. Yeah. And so, we should mention um, on your phone, it's probably not going to show up. Yeah. This whole area. Oh, zooming out to see the town. Yeah, you're not going to Yeah, you don't have a big enough screen. Yeah. yeah just no. just as a mention. Yeah. Uh, but if you if you get on kind of a big screen, you can see it quite well. Um, uh, and so Brandon if when he left Canby, we don't know exactly what route he took. He could have got he could have gone due east 9 miles and then he could have turned right and gone due south 6 and a half miles. Or he could have gone in a stair-step fashion of some kind. Exactly. He could have taken an infinite number, well, maybe not infinite, but a whole. there's a whole lot of possibilities there. But he wound up essentially going south for six and a half miles, and then he made a right turn and went west for one mile on a dirt road that went across the middle of one of these sections. And then he tried to turn left onto the Lyon-Lincoln County Road, left being south, but he screwed up. He turned up just a little bit too soon and drove into the ditch. And it seems like that would be pretty easy to do, because his car wasn't like new, was it? No. So uh, you know, if you have the like dimmer headlights, and there's and there's definitely not street lights out there, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be dark, and I, you know, I've driven out in that kind of country, and it's. I mean, I think we all have. It's hard to judge where that dirt is road and where it's ditch. And, you yeah. know, if, if he made the mistake of trying to be covert and drive with just his low beams on instead of his high beams, or even if his high beams were, I mean, I've had the, the cars where the high beams are still bad, uh, still terrible compared yeah. to the every other car around. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you don't know, too. I mean, again, he was taking the back roads. He actually taking this route that he took was actually going the opposite direction from where his objective was, which was Marshall. Yeah. And he might have had his lights off. He might have actually been a, maybe a pair of headlights showed up in his rearview mirror. He decided to like take off down this dirt road mm. and turn his lights off. Oh, and that's just possible. in case. That's yeah. entirely possible. God, that's, that's really paranoid. That Dave. is paranoid. Yeah. I mean, and you know, again, Brandon would have been well served. He actually would have been much, much better off to have been pulled over by law enforcement yep. and arrested for Dewey. Yeah. <laughs> if indeed he was that intoxicated. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if he was that smashed, but so it's, we, it's so he makes his possible. turn. So he makes his turn, gets stuck in the ditch and he pulls out his cell phone. And, and what time was this? This was one fifteen AM on the 14th of my uh, 14th of may mm-hmm. uh he, he started calling his friends and nobody was picking up duh which, yeah and so they were probably all asleep or maybe they were partying so hard and so loud they didn't hear their phones going off <laughs> maybe at 1 a.m he called his parents oh yeah that's that has just got to that's be just, that's just the call you want to get humiliating in the all morning. yeah, yeah. you have to do you uh, know my my brother when he was in situations like that would just call me because I was lame. I was a lame older sister and just like was always okay. home. Okay. All right, I'll come. Oh, yeah. No, I was asleep, but yeah, I'll come pick you up. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, sooner or later when nobody else is picking up, you got to call the parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what he did. Uh, his parents are Brian and Annette Swanson. And by the way, they are still wondering what the hell happened to, to Brandon. Yeah. So Brandon, if you're listening, please call home. Uh, Brian and Annette got into the family pickup truck and they left to go find Brandon. Now he was he he had committed some navigational errors. Yeah, I was going to say he probably wasn't super sure where he was. Nah, he was he was way off. Uh, yeah, this was this is what doomed their rescue mission because Brandon told them he was stuck just off Highway 23 near Lind between Lind and Marshall, which is way farther south. It's it's like 20 miles away. Yeah, yeah, and this to me is one of the most truly puzzling things about this story is that how he could possibly have believed 
that he was anywhere near Lynn when he was so far away. So I actually, I thought about that, and I have an idea. Really? Okay, mm -hmm. he knew how long it took to go from town A to town B on the highway. Uh-huh. Let's just say 30 minutes. Yeah. So he's been driving on these dirt roads where he's got to go much slower and taking all these turns, and he's like, well, I've been driving for 30 or 40 minutes. I've got to be almost there. Because uh -huh. I've, I've made that same mistake because you don't think about the fact that you're not going in a straight line and you're going slower. Mm -hmm. So I can see how that is. But the other thing is that we are all spoiled today. And we think, well, I, I know somebody's going to say this. Well, why didn't he just look at his phone and see what, what the map said? Uh -huh. His phone wasn't it was capable. A dumb, it was a dumb phone. Yeah. It was a Motorola, yeah. Motorola Silver is what it was. I was reading about it, mm -hmm. and it didn't have that capability. It could hold MP3s and play music, but yeah. it didn't have that internet uh, capacity that you'd have to have for doing uh, oh, yeah. doing maps. I, okay, yes, it was a silver, not a silver. I had one. Oh, did you? Yeah, sorry. I just want to make sure How that... How come it was still the, here? How come you disappeared? Yeah, I don't know. It was, I mean, it was, the, it was the flat version of the Razor. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that. I think they call that style the candy bar. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, uh, I yeah. thought it was the bread loaf. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that, and I mean, good. I guess worked. I think also, you know, it's it's not as though there are street signs on those dirt roads, oh, no. those back roads. And I bet he thought he just turned the wrong way. Well, yeah. The I mean, you know? the, the, they said that the all the roads all look the same in that area, and I can believe it. I mean, I've been on Street View and I've I've looked around the area, and yeah, it's flat. Well, yeah. I was, you know, that's funny as you say about the street signs is that I was reading on one one site, and it was the funniest thing. It was some wiki. And this is what cracked me up is that somebody had gone through and written the wiki and somebody else had come back through and edited and put all of their, um, their responses to statements oh, in those, italics. Those, those, not those snarky comments. Yes. Is that, is that the one that I put out there? Yeah. There? yeah you said that one to me. Yeah, it cracked and it's me like, up because it says funny. there's no street signs. It says, yes, there are. They're everywhere. So uh, it doesn't yeah. sound like it was completely unmarked. It probably wasn't every intersection, yeah. but it was probably a, a significant number of them. Yeah, I my, should have given him some idea of where yeah. he was, unless he wasn't paying attention to street. Which is probably what it was. was going the yeah. right way. No, it's entirely possible. But no, I mean, if he to, to wind up where he was, he it, I could see where he he would let he would leave Canby and drive due east, but somehow in the mistaken belief that he was driving. South, yeah, instead, and so is, that's entirely possible. Yeah, it's totally possible out there. Uh, but still, it's still it's still kind of, mi of a mystery to me. Yeah, we should probably it, get back to. But to... it doesn't really matter. It was a huge navigational error. But uh, Brian and Annette, uh, Brandon's parents, got into the vicinity of Lynn, which is only six miles away from their home in Marshall. So they got there close drive. very quickly. Uh, they started driving up and down the side roads. Uh, Brian was driving. Annette was on the phone with Brandon, and they were flashing their headlights and saying, hey, can you see our headlights flashing? And, and Brandon was saying, uh, no. Can you see my headlights flashing? And he was still with the car at this point in time. Which is 20 miles yeah, away. 20 yeah, 20 miles away. No and wonder so, you can't see obviously, them. Obviously, not really surprising. Uh, nobody saw the, the flashing headlights. At this point, Brandon was apparently getting a little snippy with his mom and losing patience. And so Brian, Brandon's dad, dropped his mom off at home and went back out to look for Brandon again. Uh, he called him at 2.23 a.m., and they were on a long phone call for 47 minutes. Brandon uh, had, at this point, left the car. Which and, is not something you should be doing, but... Well, in this particular case, it probably wasn't a good idea. But he left the car, and he, his, his intention was to walk into the town of Lind, which he still believed he was near. He was seeing glowing lights of a town nearby. 
The town actually, I believe, was Porter. I think that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was Porter. Or uh, what's the other one that starts with a T? Yeah, Taunton. 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 It's it one of those two he had to be yeah. seeing. Yeah, well, he was headed towards Porter. Well, he was, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was. Uh, so he tells ta- him to meet him at the tavern. Yeah, he told him to, yeah, he told his dad to meet him at the, in the parking lot of the Linwood Tavern in Lind, which, by the way, is still there. If you do a little, do a little Googling on them, they still have a webpage. But so. Street View won't let you go into the bar to look around? No, it won't. Why Believe haven't they not. done that yet? Yeah, I know. You know that's why Pokemon Go exists, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I knew yeah, you yeah. would. I'm, so, I'm amazed it took this long to work Pokemon Go into well, the episode. That's the whole reason that it exists is because Google wants to map the inside of buildings. And uh-huh. since, you know, you have to take video all the time and you upload it to the cloud that's how they're mapping it no hmm. really and that's it yep. oh that that's makes sense devious that makes sense i just want to say and and, and so tasteful that, that that the holocaust museum is part of the pokemon go yeah yeah okay uh, back to the story though what were we talking about he was so brandon is out of the car and he's heading towards what he thinks is the town of lind which is in actuality the town of porter mm-hmm. so he's walking down according to his father he's what he was walking down a gravel road towards lind at the end, he said he was cutting across a field to save time. He mentioned that he came across two fences, which I assume he climbed over. He had to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said there was water nearby, which I am assuming was the Yellow Medicine River, which kind of meanders all throughout the area. You guys have seen the, the yep. aerials. And then at 310, Brandon said, oh, sh- in an alarm tone, and the phone went dead. And that's the last time anybody heard from Brandon Swanson. So obviously this set off a few alarm bells. Uh, the family kept searching all night, and they kept calling Brandon's phone, and the phone would ring several times, and then it would go to voicemail. after. Which a, indicates that the phone was still on. Apparently still on, but uh, not necessarily 100% functional. I don't not all, I mean, yeah, not always. Because we, we've talked about this before, that a phone ringing doesn't necessarily mean that the phone is ringing. Yeah, the, the other phone end. is ringing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I so should... just, I want to make sure we talk about that because we'll yeah. bring something up in theories in a minute. Yeah, but no, I mean, people have read a lot into that, though, because uh, for about a day and a half, until until about mm, Thursday afternoon, the phone would ring several times and then go to voicemail, and then starting about late on Thursday, it stopped ringing, and when you'd call it, it would just go straight to voicemail, mm-hmm. which most people have inter- I've interpreted as the phone was still on, and then the battery died, and at that point, mm-hmm. it started going directly to voicemail. Okay. Which is, uh, which is actually a reasonable interpretation. But apparently, it does appear that the phone was not functioning. And we don't know, because that was never found, uh, nor phone, was Brandon. phone was never found. Okay. Uh, so we don't really know. I mean, okay. he, he could have, when he, when he, his whole OS, I'll call it from the, oh, the, his whole OS moment. A lot of people have read that to be... His to operating believe. system moment? Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Uh, I've, I've read that to, to be like, you know, he was walking along, cutting through this field, and then suddenly a serial killer popped up with a chainsaw. Yeah, nobody knows, really. Mm-hmm. We really don't know. So they looked for Brandon, obviously. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, the police were notified at 6.30 a.m. that Brandon was missing. Uh, one of the first things, of course, that they did is they checked with Brandon's cell provider, and they found out that he, when he was talking to his parents on the phone, he was connecting to a, a cell tower in Minneota. And sorry, Minnesota residents, if I've mispronounced that, but uh, Minneota, which is several miles southeast of Taunton, which is the town that he was closest to. And that was definitely not the cell tower he would have been accessing if he was anywhere near the town of Lind, which, as I've said already, was way far away. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, how they kind of... Gave their of, initial circle of where to search at. Yeah, exactly. And so they focused their, their efforts on the area around Highway 68 to the northwest of Marshall. Uh, and at 12.30 p.m. on the day of the 14th, the sheriff's deputy did find Brandon's car in the ditch, but there was no Brandon. 
there were initial efforts were made to find him using dogs. He was, these were kind of inconclusive. Uh, the next day on Thursday, the May 15th, they brought a bloodhound and used the bloodhound to track his to track his trail from where he left the car. And they gave the bloodhound uh, something to take get a scent from. Apparently mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Because the first dogs were just were let to search without something. Were they like cadaver dogs or something? I you know I don't you know. know I think I think they were actually tracker dogs, but but they weren't bloodhounds. You know they right. Weren't, and they there's were, yeah. There's a difference between bringing a dog in and trying to have it track a scent and giving it a scent. Right, right, right. And but that's, I, that that's why difference. my question is like, why weren't they yeah. just doing that in the first place? Why did I they have know. to wait for the bloodhound? But whatever. I I don't know. It might uh, be a, the, the hourly wait rate for that bloodhound is much higher. Yeah, yeah. It's because it, he knew Sherlock. Yeah, not every yeah not every county is going to necessarily have bloodhounds on hand. So, but anyway, they brought him in. The, the um, the bloodhound tracked from the car, from where the car was, uh, tracked his trail half mile south and then a mile west towards Porter, about a half mile north, and then he left the road uh, and went across. This and, and this totally tracks with what his father said he was talking about. He was talking about walking down gravel roads, and then he left the road and cut across an abandoned farm that was, and his track was basically parallel to the what is the Yellow Medicine River. Which, by the way, is uh, probably the most exhaustively searched river in human history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they have definitely scoured that river for his body. And it's not really a river so much no, as like a it's creek. More of a creek. Although more of a creek. it's not something high that... at that time. Yeah, well, yeah. It would. There would have been May. It's probably still. There probably is still some some snow runoff or spring runoff, that kind of thing. But we're not yeah. talking like a roaring no. fifteen foot deep, you know, ten foot no. wide river. We're talking like a creek no. that you might get your feet up to the knees i mean well it's it's one of those things where you know if you if you, if you fall into it you could definitely bash your head on a rock and mm-hmm. wind up with your face underwater and drown. but it wouldn't also wash you away your body yeah. would probably could. be there it, it could. could it's not a creek it could wash you a little ways but it's like um not away forever is the, the yeah, question no. i'm trying to well no it's been it's been characterized by locals as being more of a creek than a river okay they okay say, and they and yeah and so let me i just want to clarify it's not something that would just wash a human away for you hundreds know, for, of miles. Yeah. No, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, well, at one point, the, the bloodhound, it followed, his, it followed his track through this field, and then at one point, it actually went to the Yellow Medicine River and jumped into the river, mm-hmm. which led people to believe that Brandon maybe had fallen in. But then it climbed back out of the river, and it, it picked up his track again, and his track went all the way up to 160th Avenue, which is, by the way, uh, not an avenue. It's a gravel road, just like all the other gravel roads we've been talking about, and mm-hmm. you found a section line. And the trail ended at the road. Um, so my theory is that Brandon was abducted by aliens. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it yeah, does. That, that makes total sense. It totally... Well, actually, no. There were no burn marks from their reactionless thrusters. Uh, and there were no crop circles, even though there were lots of crops nearby. And they, they know, why would aliens not leave crop circles? I mean, exactly. So, okay, let's, let's discard that theory. But a more likely... Theory is the trail vanished because uh, on the morning of May 14th... This is why the trail ended at the road. This is why possibly the trail ended at the road. There's, uh, there are other possibilities, but the uh, that particular road was regraded that morning. Mm. Yeah, yeah, bad timing. Yeah, really bad timing. <laughs> yeah. Was, was just that road regraded or were more roads in the area? I never could so, find... Yeah, I couldn't find exactly which ones were regraded, uh, and and so I mean obviously if if the other roads like if the roads that that the bloodhound followed him on were also regraded and that didn't erase his scent 
which is entirely possible. It's entirely possible you can come along and just sort of rearrange the gravel a little bit, mm. and it doesn't destroy the scent. The only reason I was asking is that it, because I was wondering if they were regrading everything in that area, how did the guy driving the grader not notice a car in the ditch? That's why I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm well, inclined to believe that only a few roads, not they were doing the whole area. Yeah, I don't know. I've got to guess I'm, it was a local regrading, not the, the county or whoever. Yeah, I, I really don't know. And it might, it might very well be that the guy did notice the car in the ditch, and he actually called the I sheriff's department and reported it. Well, I, or I maybe know. didn't even call. I mean, you grew up in a small town with ditches around. <laughs> did you, every time you saw a truck in the ditch, did you call the cops and say, oh, there's a truck in this ditch? Or did you just say, oh. Property owners did. Did they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's it's in but the ditch on your weren't, property. Weren't a lot of the farms around there abandoned? Uh, no, just the one that he, it, it, that I, he cut I, across? It actually seems like it was mostly all being... There, there was that one abandoned farm that he mm. cut across, but, but that uh, was the only if one. you... You know, I, at the, and at the time, I don't really know, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem like there were that many abandoned farms. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess you I mean, know, it, it would be my inclination to say that you know, if it's a town where there's lots of college kids, kind of driving through the area, you wouldn't necessarily. If you saw a car in a ditch, you woke up the next morning, you'd go, you know, is there somebody in there? No? Okay, great. Bye. No. They'll come for it. It's not, yeah, some, somebody will take care of it. Obviously, people are motivated to, to retrieve their cars. Yeah. And if it's there three days later, well, then obviously you want to go out and pour lighter fluid on it and, and burn it on fire. <laughs> yeah. But, or yeah. call a wrecker, one mm-hmm. of the two. Yeah, something like that. Oh, where was I, though? Um, so the search for Brandon has been going on ever since, and it's been a very intensive search. Uh, the last big push was in October 2015. Uh, a lot of people searched the Mud Creek area northwest of Porter, and uh, I, don't really, I don't really know if Brandon could have, would have made it that far. I don't know why he would have actually gone anywhere beyond Porter. But apparently some HRD dogs. And oh, HRD. is Mud Creek north Mud or Creek northwest? Is, or, Mud Creek or west is, of it, I should say? Uh, you know, Mud Creek is uh, it's trying, kind of hard to find on the map. It's kind of north of Porter. Okay. And, and, uh, so he would have passed Porter. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the, th- th- the thought is, of course, the, the watershed for Mud Creek is much bigger than Mud Creek itself. They're thinking some HRD dogs and HRD human remains detection dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's, so there's a bloodhound which can follow your scent, and then there's these other specially trained dogs that can smell a dead body. These HRD dogs have this, have scented something in Mud Creek, so they're thinking somewhere in mud, the Mud Creek watershed there's a corpse, and so they've they've been searching it. And again, there well, was... and I know that part of the reason they were thinking that far is that they based they based the distance that a normal person can walk mm-hmm. in a in a certain amount of time yeah. and then that's and then they created their their whole area that they were going to look in based on that yeah. and that's how they got to it i think at yeah. some point yeah you just kind of say well okay you know what he could have walked as you know if he you're if you're still looking what you know 10 15 years later you're yeah. not just saying well he would have stopped in porter so why didn't he stop in porter you know mm-hmm. you're saying yeah. i don't know he could have walked to wisconsin for all i know and yeah, you don't really know. You know. I mean, uh, so you're going to start searching all that stuff, I think. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I don't doubt there probably is a corpse uh, somewhere in that watershed. I don't know if it's Brandon yeah. or not, but apparently it wouldn't there is surprise one. me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and uh, also at one point, and I'm not sure exactly when, I, uh, but at some point more recently, much more recently than 2008, five different HRD dogs showed a very intense interest in a field cultivator like a tiller, which is kind of gruesome to think about. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, somebody, somebody, not necessarily even Brandon, but somebody apparently got tilled into the soil in one of those fields around there. 
That's possible. Or, there's you know. there's there's a lot of things that get spread on fields yeah. to uh, for fertilizing. Mm-hmm. So it could so, very well you know, be maybe a combination. Somebody got somebody got thrown in the fertilizer, or yeah, you know, I think I I'm gonna assume that the the human remains detection dogs are mm. smart enough and well trained enough to only be detecting dead things, yeah. but it's possible that they're they just detect human, you know, things like blood and like those I, things. Yeah. So like if somebody got their like foot cut off on accident. Oh, yeah, if there was a farm accident. If there was gotta, a farm I gotta accident. I got to say that, yeah, farm accidents are very, very common. And, yeah, they and, are. And they probably don't send the, fur, the the cultivator back to the factory to be sterilized. No. <laughs> so no. people, when well, yeah. somebody gets his arm torn off, it's... Yeah, yeah. so and for so, me, yeah, you know, I, 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 I understand. That's on true. the one hand, I do want to assume that yeah. the dogs would be smart enough to just ignore that, but also I don't necessarily know why they would be smart enough to ignore that. Yeah. I don't know what they're, they're trained, trained to, to react to. So it's possible like that, that yeah. somebody got their uh, arm pulled off, and that's way less gruesome. Somehow. Yeah, well, it's still pretty gruesome. Or even yeah. somebody just cut themselves while working on the piece uh, of machinery. I mean, it would have been probably a bit pretty big cut. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. So. I've I have cut my arm pretty badly, and though it is wasn't a big scarring wound, it was a bleeder. And so I bled everywhere as I was trying to, to staunch the flow. So then yeah. I can see something like that. Again, I guess yeah. I just assume that it's more than blood that those dogs are detecting. And that's an yeah. assumption that I, I, we, it's, it's hard to say is that correct or not. That's all I'm saying. Well, okay. I'm not going to get into all the details of all the searches. There's been a lot of them. And again, I'm at least pretty... it seems like almost one or two a year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Since uh, he disappeared. Yeah. And and uh, as I said again, the Yellow Medicine River is everybody's favorite theory. He fell into the river, and that's been thoroughly scoured. And I'm pretty sure he didn't fall into the river. But let's talk about our theories about what happened. First theory is that Brandon fell into the Yellow Medicine River and drowned. And people on on various websites have, have sort of you know sort of said that you know maybe he got swept downstream, his body got pinned under a rock, and that's why it's never been found. But there's a few problems with this that I have. Of course, as I just said, the river has been very very thoroughly searched. Right. And the HRD dogs, again, human remains detection dogs, have sniffed the have sniffed the river, and they they don't haven't picked up any trace of a body in the river. And uh, at his OS moments, uh, he was close to the river, but the river at that place, if you look at the area, you can see this. It's, it's actually lined with trees and brush mm-hmm. and then brush and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Because you can't farm up to the bank of no. any body of water. Yeah. No. And uh, Brandon's objective was, was to reach 160th Avenue as quickly as possible. That's why he, that's why he took his shortcut. And that's when he had his OS moment. There well, but was... he was he was cutting he was cutting across the field to head towards the light that he saw in the distance, not yeah. necessarily the road. He didn't know where 168th was exactly. Well, he knew it was up there. Yeah, but he also, he, I mean, if he decided to cut across the field, mm-hmm. he said, "Screw this! I'm tired of going up and you know up yeah, and up left, and up over, and left. Up and, yeah. So I'm just going to go straight towards it." So he wasn't. He could have been heading that direction but, and not yeah, straight but, up but to he the wouldn't, road. He wouldn't go into the trees. That was my point. But did Why? he know that 160th was up there? He thought he was in a totally different place. He didn't know what road was up there. That's why I'm saying yeah. he was heading towards the light yeah. of the town that he saw in the distance. Yeah, and he and didn't know what road. He didn't care what road because well, his idea he, was cut across this crap. Now he he but but Brandon made the quite reasonable. He'd walked a half mile up this road before he cut across the field. He made the quite reasonable assumption that again these roads are every mile on the section lines he made and so he made the reasonable assumption that there was a road right over there and he cut across that field 
And again, why would he go into the woods and tumble into the river when... Eh, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? Because, because going into the woods uh, is not part of the mission. His mission was to get to, get to the next road, 160th, But he doesn't, he doesn't know what's possible. in the woods. He doesn't know if it's just a, a, a is it copse or corpse of trees? Cops, cops of trees. Cops of trees. He doesn't know if it's just, because it's pitch black. Mm-hmm. There's no moon at this point. Yeah, the He's moon legally is blind in one eye, so yeah. his depth perception is is really poor. Yeah, no. He has no idea what's in there. So you're looking at a map and saying, well, obviously he had to be doing this, but he could have had no idea and thought, that's oh, a little bunch of trees. I'll just go through it. I feel oh. like all, every reason that you just gave is a reason for him to not go in there because he doesn't know. I mean, because he, he doesn't know what's through there. And if I know anything, it's that when you start cutting through trees, you're no longer walking in a straight line. Yeah, exactly. exactly. There's stuff in uh, your way. I, and, and his track mostly paralleled the Yellow Medicine River. It didn't, you know, didn't really intersect it. So, Except the dog did run over and jump in the river. So that, that made everybody think he jumped, mm-hmm. he fell into the river. But I don't see why he would have. So here's the thing. Joe is forgetting something, and you haven't had this experience, which is being a peeved-off 19-year-old dude mm-hmm. who just says... F it. I know what I'm doing. I'm going there. Yeah. Nothing's getting well, in Well, and I way. guess yeah. that is the other truth is that if he was walking down it for so long, he was walking parallel to it, and he was like, oh, my God, I'm never going to find a bridge. To hell with this. This is, yeah. I've, I've made these kind of decisions as a very young man, and they were very dumb. Well, yeah. And he could have just said, you know what? I can make it. He's overconfident in his abilities to navigate through it in the dark. Uh, possible. So, uh, possible. Uh, now, but, I don't think he's in the river, but I am using that as yeah. a reason to say that he may not have just been going up to 168th. He may have actually thought to cross the water. Uh, yeah, and have. it's fair. It's fair. I, he might have. I mean, I, I think that would be a dumb move. Personally. I agree. I mean, but I yeah. tend to trust the bloodhound. I mean, I think yeah, the bloodhound yeah, probably yeah. tracked him. And, and, and the, so that would suggest that he also did not perish in the river, that he crossed the river. It, it appears, no, the bloodhounds, uh, the track, it, it appears to me from what I have read, and you guys have read the same stuff mm-hmm, that I've read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was tracked all the way to the road, 160th Avenue. He was right. tracked all the way there. So whether he made a, a little side trip to the river or not, I'm not really sure. There's some thinking that he might have fallen into the river, gotten soaked, and then gotten back out. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that would also explain the phone a little bit, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's the potential that it got wet enough that the ringer and screen were no longer working, but it mm-hmm. was still, you know, quote-unquote Yeah, it was still sort of, work, sort of working, but it wasn't functional in the right. sense of you so could So on his end, it wasn't yeah. ringing. He had so, no yeah. idea, and he couldn't, yeah. couldn't see who he was He thought it die. died, yeah. you know. Uh, That's actually him. Yeah. yeah. So as far as falling under the river goes, uh, all the evidence suggests that he made it to 160th Avenue. So from that point, there were only two other places where he could have fallen into the river. There was a culvert about uh, half a mile, three quarters of a mile down the road. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, and I think it's fair to assume this, that he continued westward on 160th. So there was a culvert where the river passed under the road. He could have fallen in there. I don't think he did um, because, uh, you know, it's like when you're walking on a gravel road, you kind of know when you're getting off the road because you stop hearing that crunchy sound that your feet are making. So even if he was completely blind, you know, and completely unable to see in the dark, he still could have made his way yeah. just by the noise and, and the, the texture. of the. And so I don't think he fell into that culvert. And then the next place was just right outside the town of Porter. There's a bridge there. I, see, I assume you guys have seen it on the aerials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the bridge would be really, it's got a guardrail and everything like that. So that would be kind of impossible. And again, to, it's 
it's reasonable to trust the bloodhounds tracking probably uh probably yeah that yeah. that's where it went so yeah. okay so, so we don't think okay. he fell and drowned so we don't think he fell into the river and drowned yeah another theory is that brandon fell and he was knocked unconscious and died from exposure and it was it was a, it was a bit chilly out. It was forty six degrees Fahrenheit, which, by the way, is about eight degrees centigrade. You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> but Brandon was actually dressed for cool weather. I mean, he wasn't dressed for freezing cold, but he had on a t shirt, a polo shirt over that, and also a hoodie, a hoodie sweatshirt. So I mean, that's he, enough. You think that was enough? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, if he was soaking, if he had indeed fallen into the river, yeah, and was soaking wet in cold water. Mm-hmm. And you know, came out and was walking, and then fell and got knocked unconscious, yeah. and was really out cold. Yeah, he uh, that would have yeah, that's a reasonable assumption to make. But if we're saying he was dry and walking, uh, yeah, in a hoodie, I mean, I think that's enough. Yeah, oh yeah, he's I, not. I, it's I not going to be comfortable, warm. but you're not going to die of hypothermia. Oh no, not at all. And and of course, if he if he was knocked unconscious, uh, well, where's the body? Yeah. Yeah. So I have an idea on that. Yeah. We already talked about this, is that the road got graded. So if it's a crappy road before they grade it, typically what you'll do is drive along pouring gravel, and then you grade it, and the shoulder always grows. The shoulder of the road, because there's always excess gravel getting shoved over. Uh So if he's right on the shoulder, he could have been buried. Now, why the dog didn't find him, I know, so don't give me the look. But he could have been buried in extra gravel through that process. For me, it's more than that. It's been a really long time. I'm sure that road has been like all the gravel's been stripped off it and regraded, and they've done a lot of stuff to that road. Off the shoulders? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'm sure that it's moved around enough that if there were a body of a 19 year old man in there, I it would have been I'm exposed. Just, but I'm, I'm think saying so. this yeah. is another way people always say, well, you know, this couldn't have happened. Well, mm-hmm. but yeah. it, it, technically it could have. It probably yeah. didn't because it hasn't been discovered yet. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of problems with the, the whole he fell and died of exposure, which is that he, no matter where he fell, he, he would be like right in plain sight. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just some ways that people maybe could have missed it. but eh, kind With of the amount it. of dogs they've used in this search, oh, yeah. I don't think they would have missed it. At oh, this yeah. point, a dog would have found it. Yeah. If I mean, a human, if even if he was kind of hidden, you know, or like in some brush or, you know, under gravel, I think they've used enough body detection dogs that mm. they would have been found he would have been found i think so and there's other things too it's like you know we've all we've all discussed hypothermia before and how people like get this delusional feeling that they're too warm they start stripping their clothes off and stuff and that didn't happen here apparently well but he would have been unconscious oh yeah well so he wouldn't have been stripping yeah. his clothes off yeah well i mean there, there are other other theories and that is that he um he was freezing cold because he was he was wet and he was suffering from hypothermia not quite right in the head and he, he crawled into a hidey hole he crawled underneath a, an outbuilding in a again, farm again i think dogs uh, dogs would have found it yeah, yeah. Probably. Or, or humans i mean yeah. oh yeah well the, another theory and this is very popular is that he fell into a well or a cistern and, and this was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, and and those things are out there, but uh, they've been checking every cistern, every well, every basement, every coal chute in the area. They've checked. They, I mean, that they know of. That they know of. There could be ones out there that they don't know of. And that's what I. That's what I was yeah. thinking is that it's a poorly covered one. He falls in, mm-hmm. and then within mm-hmm. weeks, the vegetation covers up that hole again. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's possible. It's that's yeah. possible. Well, I actually we... spent a lot of time on the map looking for those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, but but the the thing about it it is is um uh if that was his os moment he's walking through that field and suddenly falls into a well and and if it were me i wouldn't i wouldn't be going 
Oh sh! I'd be going. <laughs> I, 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 would, I, I would, I would, I would scream. I mean, I don't know what you guys would do. I mean, I think I. The falling motion would be where you said you had your OS moment. Yeah. That's always my. Th- yeah, I, I the would initial say. Fall. Yeah, and I, you know, when I trip, I go. Oh, sh-. Yeah. <laughs> or oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you know, God bless America, or <laughs> whatever. Um, but you know, that's all. My initial reaction to things like that is to go, oh, something. Yeah. Not to. Scream. Scream. Well, I don't know. I mean, it was... So, you know, if he goes, oh, but... sh- and then drops the phone, it goes dead, and then he's like... Aah. Well, that's also yeah. saying that down. he falls into something that is a mile deep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, <laughs> is he not? I, I don't know. It could be something that was several feet down. So, I don't know, and I've, been, I've not been able to find out what his exact tone of voice was, whether it was like, oh, shoot, or was it, oh, shoot, or was it... Oh, shit! I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what, it's, what exactly it was. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So the open well sister, and I'll have more to say about that later, why I don't believe he did. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he did. Another, another theory is that he just broke his phone, and actually the, his OS moment, his oh, shoot moment, was actually not any huge crisis. He like, just, like he fell into the river, got it wet, and then... Yeah, or, or like like a serial killer didn't show up with a chainsaw. It wasn't that. It's, like, it's more like he tripped over something or he stepped in a cow pie, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. But he continued walking. His phone wasn't working, but he died of hypothermia later. But if he did make it to 160th, and all evidence indicates that he did, uh, then he would have passed a farmhouse. You guys have seen the aerials, I'm assuming. There's mm-hmm. a farmhouse. They're just like, mm, I don't know, less than a mile down the road. I, I have to assume he was continuing west. He would have passed that farmhouse. Uh, they probably wouldn't have been thrilled to be wake, woken up at 3.30 or so in the morning, but it's better than dying. It's better than freezing to death yeah. if he was in, truly in a crisis. Uh, there's other theories out there. Uh, one is, of course, this one, this one always comes up in these disappearances. He ran away to join the circus. He started a new life. And I think yes. Yeah, he's living on a farm with Dorothy I think Arnold no, he was a terrible Marbury. juggler. Yeah. You circus wouldn't have taken him. Yeah, you think so? No, okay. I have no idea. So you, so you guys aren't liking this theory? No. You Never like do. Yeah. What's the next one? Oh, there's, of course, alien abduction. What do you guys think? There's no proof. Mm. There, were there, like, crop circles? No, there weren't. Yeah. So, yeah, this yeah. is just another one to, to, to be fun. Yeah. yeah. No. No. And then another one, and, and this is always, it's always stressed when you, when you read the web pages about him. It's all, law enforcement always stresses that there's no evidence of foul play. Well, there's no evidence of foul in play. general. There's no evidence. Well, yeah, there's no evidence of any of these things. As far as, like, hypothermia, drowning, there's absolutely no evidence falling into a cistern. There's no evidence for anything. There's some variations on the foul play theory, and this is is just in my head. Uh, So what if Brandon actually did stop at that farmhouse that I was mentioning a minute ago and knock on the door, but the farmer turned out to be a serial killer? The bloody benders live there? Yeah, could have been. Yeah, so oopsie. Uh, So he did a lot of walking for nothing. Yep. Uh, or an alternative theory is that the, the farmer was a very suspicious, paranoid type, and he shot Brandon to death because there's a guy in your there's a guy in On your accident. property. Yeah. Yeah. That. 3.34 in the morning. Stumbling around and being uh-huh. weird. Yeah, and so he might, might maybe shot him to death and then maybe maybe thought about it and thought, huh, maybe I should like hush this up a little bit. And Put him underneath the grain silo. Yeah, he buried him somewhere. And actually in the aerial of the farm, uh, there is a spot that's a little bit greener. <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but... Uh, I, you know, and I don't think that's what happened, but that's, you know, that's possible. Uh, another possibility is that Brandon made it all the way to the town of Porter, which I think he might just have done. 
uh, but the town was all rolled up and nothing was open. And I have no idea if there was a phone booth or any kind of public phone in Porter at that time. I don't know. It's hard to in tell. 2008, I mean, now phone booths are almost all gone. There's still one that I know of down on like 12th. Yeah, there's you not many one, of them. You know the one I'm talking about? No, but it doesn't matter. It's a weird, lonely little, little, lonely little phone thing. Um, yeah, on this in this vacant lot. Uh, but anyway, I don't see. I looked on Street View. I didn't see anything resembling a public phone. But there, maybe in 2008 there were. Maybe there was. Yeah. Or you know, a bar. If if an 18 year old kid stumbles into a bar and says, "I crashed my car in a ditch three miles back. I walked here. My phone is dead. Can I use your phone to call my parents?" You're probably going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. No, for sure. But 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 I mean, it was like four in the morning at least by the time you got to Porter. So I doubt that it, I doubt that there was any bar open. Yeah, that's fair. No. Yeah. But at the same time, there is a cafe in Porter, um, and I'm assuming the cafe would have opened at what do you think six, seven in the morning? Something like that. Yeah. Five, five or six. sometimes. Yeah. In farmland, yeah. usually like four or five. Usually. Yeah. yeah. So you could have just hung out and just waited for them to open, got mm-hmm. a cup of coffee, and used your phone. I mean, I just don't know. And of course, I'm making a lot of assumptions here. Yeah. About mm-hmm. We don't know. Between the time that he got onto 160th and whatever else happened, we have no idea. Well, it could have been that a serial killer just showed up in a pickup truck on 160th right there. Where Jason in the hockey mask. Yeah, and it, it could have been. Uh, but I know I, this is why I totally don't believe he fell into a cistern or a well, and that is we know he got to 160th. No, we don't. Now we do. The dog says so. We're reasonably sure. That we're, well, did. okay, Let's we'll say. say that. We're reasonably sure. Okay. I, I you know, trust I, I, those dogs a lot, but I when it comes to this and we have no trail other than what the dogs find, yeah. and it comes for not, mm. that's when I stop relying on it so strongly. Yeah. Because then I, it uh, widens the area that he could have gone. I got to say, I'm, I'm, I am taking the word of one dog for all this. And so I hope that dog... And that dog good. could be a liar. I hope that dog ain't making a fool of me. It was the dog. Yeah. The dog did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But here's... Serial bloodhound. But here's the reason. I, I'm sure he didn't fall into the river. I don't think he had any reason to go near the river. Uh, that area where they where they tracked him, where the dog tracked him all the way to 160th, well, obviously that was intensively searched. If there were wells or cisterns or anything else in that field, then they would have found his body in there. This is yeah. why I have such a yeah. problem with the dog trail, is that based mm-hmm. on it, they have scoured that area. Yeah, they have. I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't be laying dead in a field because yeah. nothing was growing at that time. They had planted, mm-hmm. but well, it wasn't that's... as if the grass was three feet high, so you would see the body. Well, I guess I just don't know why you know, we keep saying, well, the road was graded, and he walked up the road. Like, Why is it not that somebody was driving down the road and said, hey, I saw you crash. Let me give you a ride into town. And then... You know, and then turned out, out to be not a nice person. Turned out to be a serial killer. Yeah. I feel like that's such an that easy is, That is, Yeah, I, I strongly believe that this was a case of foul play. Yeah. I, and I, then I, they I took him see, in a completely different direction. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't see... I really well, in don't. fairness, he had no idea where he was anyway. So right. Yeah, he did. He could have maybe been giving them directions, and they were just like... Yeah, they oh, could have okay, said, oh, no, that's actually this town, and you want to go to that town? Let's go this way. And then just taking him for the last ride of his life. I think so, yeah. I, uh, I, I don't see any other explanation for it, really. I mean, he made it. There's no reason to believe that he didn't make it to 160th. And from there, there's no reason for him to leave the road. He would have stayed on the road all the way to Highway yeah. 68 and then Highway 68 to Porter. So, um, yeah. And, I, you know, as, as Steve was talking about, you know, the brain of a 19-year-old who's, you know, probably actually just coming off of, I, I don't know, I'm sure you guys remember, you know, there's those times where you get like a little drunk or tipsy and then you're awake for so long that you start to get hung over mm-hmm. and you get yeah. real grumpy. Yeah. 
and I'm sure he was at that point by then and he'd been lost for a really long time and he'd been walking and he was tired and he was just like mad because his parents said, oh, it's you know, just we're here. he's just frustrated and he thinks he's invincible and a car, you know, he just puts the thumb out, car's going by. Yeah. Who yeah. drives around in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night? No, Serial I know. Killers Serial and killers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's entirely possible. In fact, I think it's probable. Though. All right, so it's a serial anyway, killer farmer. It doesn't have to be serial killer, though. Let's well, a killer farmer. Just somebody with bad intentions. It could be, but, uh, you know, and that's that might be the solution to this case, is that one of these days, who knows, somebody might nab a serial killer who operates in the, in the Minnesota area, and then he might actually fess up to the whole thing. I mean, who knows? Or she. Oh, good point. Well, okay. Uh, you guys have any more theories? No. No? Yeah. I think, I think we pretty much solved this one, except for who actually did it. Oh, well. I don't know that we'll ever know who. Yeah. But we might know what happened to him. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Kind of is. Uh, yeah. But I do think that you guys can stop scouring the countryside. By all means, identify that corpse that's in Mud Creek. But other than that... Yeah, find yeah. out where that's at. Yeah, find that out. I don't think it's Brandon, really. Uh, oh, anyway, uh, since we're at the end of the episode, it's time for just a little... Uh, yeah, it's time for some admin stuff. Uh, our website, if you don't know it already, uh, it's thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. And we're also on iTunes, of course. And so if you find us on iTunes, of course, subscribe. Uh, leave a review and a, and a rating, and obviously the better the, the better the rating, the better we like you. So yeah, true story. Yeah, yeah, we can. Uh, you it's can a also, totally a sliding scale. Oh yeah, you, you can also stream us. Uh, you know, there's Stitcher and Google Play and God knows what else. There's tons of that stuff out there. We're on Facebook. Uh, we've got a group and a page, so join the group. And uh, we're on Twitter, where we are thinking sideways without the G. And there is a subreddit, thinking sideways. Uh, so get out there and you know post all sorts of stuff, preferably not nasty stuff. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you can email us, and we like to get emails. Uh, if not have, nasty emails. No, not nasty emails. But if you have suggestions or thoughts, you know. But if, also, if, if you have feedback, feedback and critique, yeah. And yeah. Feedback, when yeah. I say nasty, I mean sending us weird. Yeah, nasty no, no. stuff. No, no, we've got all kinds of constructive, I think, criticism from mm-hmm. people, and that's and that's and that's good. That's not a problem. Just don't be a jerk. Yeah, you know? constructive <laughs> might be yeah. a loose term for some of the stuff. Yeah, right well, some of it's not so. Yeah, most most of it's good though. Um, some people have called in and just sort of like impishly reminded us that hey, you mispronounced this. <laughs> <laughs> Especially we know, I, and most of those emails come not surprisingly from Britain. <laughs> but anyway, uh, our email is. Thinking Sideways Podcast at gmail.com. And last of all, of course, if you want to support us, and obviously you do, there's Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Thinking Sideways. You can pledge a certain amount of money, 50 cents, a buck, whatever. It, but just be aware it's per episode. So um, you're going to get dinged for whatever you pledge every time we run an episode. So just keep that in mind. You can pledge as much as you want. Uh, there's other ways, of course, to support us. We have merch. Go to our website, and you can buy mugs and T-shirts and all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, we don't have guns up yet, do we? Never. Mm-mm. No, no guns yet? Okay. Uh, yeah, thinking sideways gun. I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not happening, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? There's PayPal. You can also, for a one-time donation, have, do the whole PayPal thing. Uh, and it's uh, totally optional, of course, but if you feel like it, hey. And thank you for too. everyone who has uh, oh, yeah. donated and those yeah. who are doing the continuing donations. We did greatly appreciate it. It yeah. is. It is. Totally. Uh, anyway, that's about it for this week. Um, I'm hoping that Brandon, one of these days, uh, there'll be a little resolution of this. I think it's yeah. entirely possible there will be. Yeah, me too. And it's entirely possible there never will be. I don't know. Anyway, so until next week, 
Toodaloo, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.